ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! I'm Derek. And I'm George. Never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. <laughs> Come on, man. We need to slug away and, and go the 15 rounds. Give it our all. We're outnumbered. This country's in trouble. Me and you are just the kind of guys who can pick you're listening to the Derek and George Live Show. Welcome to the Road Less Travel. Welcome to the Derek and George Live Show, right here on Blog Talk Radio in the Road Less Traveled. Is that okay in your head? Did I turn it up too loud? Nothing's okay in my head. But you, you are a little is, bit. The sound is good. You are a little bit under the weather. A little croupy. A little croupy. Yeah. Just <laughs> get croupy. Oh, he's got the croup. He's got here. the croup. You coughing Ooh. up the green stuff coming uh, out of your nose, coming out of all the kinds, all orifices of your body. I'm in a battle right now. You're in a battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you he winning? Was, well, I have been till this morning. You woke up just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I've got it like a, you know, I don't know how heavy a head normally feels, you know, sits attached to your neck. If you're feeling well, do you really know, you know, I mean, you don't, but I feel like I have like a 12 pound weight. I think the human head weighs eight pounds. Yeah. The brain's like eight. I, Something like that. Maybe I, you got eight, Anyway, I weight. have 12 pound extra weight hanging from my head today. Is it drooping forward, backwards, side to side? It's pulling my neck. Just, it's, Is it? It's pushing into my Vertebrae. God, that sounds horrible. Yeah. That sounds... Yeah, I'm, it's not I'm, good. I'm Derek. This is George. You're listening to the Derek and George Live Show. You can find us at DerekandGeorge.com. D-E-R-E-K-A-N-D-G-E-O-R-G-E.com. Follow us on Facebook. Same place. Twitter, same place. Derek and George. We talk about the news in a, uh interesting way. Current events. Hey, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on this week. we got a, a few a few new things. I've got a couple stories here that uh, I, I I've got to get your uh, opinion on. However, and I hate I don't want to skip right to it, but I am in love with the Ask George question. Not so much the question, the beginning of it. So I'm not going to give you the question, okay? I'm just going to read the beginning of it because it leads into what we normally do. Huh. Okay. Okay. We're so we're, yeah. I'm we're not kind of moving things I'm, around. A no, bit. I'm not moving straight to the Ask George. I'm not going to ask you the question. I'm going to read to you the first part first of it. First part of it. Because it, it goes into it. Every, okay. everybody who listens to the Derek and George show knows that at the beginning, George, we have birthdays. Yes. And you are an, it's a, February nineteenth. Yes, you are a Carney Gessen madman. I don't know. If, Thank you. Thank I don't you know very much. I don't know if your croupiness will uh, impede your. Your ability today. Well, you you have a little bit of what's called a relaxed brain, you know. But at the beginning of this, Derek and George, and we'll go over it again at the end of the show for the the Ask George, but at the beginning, it's from a guy named James W. from Branson, Missouri. Branson. 
And I've he been in says, Branson a time or two. You guys crack me up. I'm from Branson, Missouri. I would like to take this opportunity to invite George to come and be a guest age guesser, Carney, at this year's. <laughs> is it Taney or Taney County? Hey, uh, well, Taney Como is the. Uh, okay, is the county? The Ta- yeah. Taney County Fair. He seems to have a real knack for it. I'm sure the people of Branson would give him a warm welcome. That's just the beginning of that. So it, it, you have struck a chord with your carny guessing, but there are birthdays. I got four of them today. I don't have any pictures because we're not on YouTube today. But I think you know all four of these people. I do, so you, you probably. Uh, one of them's dead. Three of them's not. Okay, the first person, Lee Marvin. You remember Lee Marvin? Oh, yeah, there. good old Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. The Dirty Dozen. Lee Mar- I will tell you Or uh, Kid, what was it? Kid Sharif? Was it Sharif? In Cat no Baloo. Cat Baloo, no kidding. Yes. The I, legend I will Cat tell Baloo. you this. Lee Marvin died in 1987. How old was he when he died? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Hey, was Lee Marvin, am I thinking, I'm thinking of the wrong, nope, thinking of the wrong guy. Thinking of the wrong guy. Uh, you remember... Lee Marvin was also in a musical with Clint Eastwood. Do you know what that would be? Paint Your Wagon. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm not as dumb as you think I am. was born under a wandering star. <laughs> How old was Lee Marvin when he died? How I think old that's tricky. Was Lee... I get Lee Marvin and another guy Marvin. confused. Okay, and he died in 87? He died in 1987. And he... Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say he was 73 years old. Wow, no, he was 63 years old. Oh my God, really? When he when he died, he was 63. Well, I, you know, I knew yeah. he was kind of. He was of, born in 1920. He was younger for it, but see, I would have gone, I would have gone old too when I look at. Well, him. Lee Marvin was is one of those guys I think always looked older, and he yes. was good grief. Yes, yeah, because. Cat Ballou was, was like in 60, I don't know. So he was only 40 some like years old. Wow, he looked old then. Yeah, mm-hmm. he okay. did. Smokey Robinson is uh, oh, has a birthday wow. today. Smokey's tough. To say. I got some tough ones. I don't know enough about Smokey. Smokey uh, always looked, I will, uh, yeah. Today's his birthday. Uh, and obviously Smokey's not dead. Uh, How old is Smokey? He's, he, he, uh, my friend. Yeah. Yes. Yep, is eighty three years old. Seventy five okay. years old. <laughs> Seventy five. Okay, Carney George not Carney doing George. too well. These well are today. some stuff. Jeff Daniels' birthday today from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, uh, fifty one years old. He's sixty. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And here's here's one I think you're going to be able. I think I haven't hit one. Yet. I think you're going to hit this one. Roger Goodell's birthday is today. Oh, the NFL, NFL commissioner. Could be, I don't have a clue. Just think about how uh, he looks. What do you think? Fifty-five, fifty-six. See, you redeemed yourself there. Those were some tough ones. Those were some. And I hope. Uh, what was his name? I hope James W. Uh, if you're listening, uh, you don't let George's uh, performance today. I. I could claim it's under the weather, he, but I, I yeah. those no. were tough ones. I'm, I, I'm getting to the point where you're you're hitting them so often. I've got to go did, in and you find. Had, you had to go deeper. Yeah. I did. I did. And music icons are always good because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to 
Um, yeah. Musicians. Yep. I like to listen to them, but I, I really don't. I, I don't. Like I said, and I can't remember. I always got the guy. Do you remember Mel Gibson's movie uh, Maverick? I do. Who was the guy uh, who who has the kind of paralyzed hand who was the old guy? Oh, not – I always get him paralyzed. To, I not be, paralyzed. It's oh, like, okay, very yeah. arthritic. Yeah, arthritic. Yeah, arthritic. yeah I, I believe James Coburn. James was, Coburn. Was I always got show, James yeah. Coburn and Lee Marvin confused. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's amazing. Hey, I got three stories here. We're going to do this. Um Three stories that I picked out, and and you're a, you're a big uh, you're a big Eastwood fan, so go ahead, make my day, punk. I have never seen Yeah, okay. All right. I've got three stories that I think, in my personal opinion, good, bad, and just ugly. Okay. I want you to comment on them. Oh, you got one of each? I got one of each. Oh, okay. I've got a good story, a bad That's story, cool. and then afterwards, you tell me if you'd switch them around okay. a little bit. Here's my good story yeah. of the week. And I don't know if you have a good story of the week, but I have a good story of the week. And uh, the the heading of this um, is this. Condoleezza Rice leads race to replace Barbara Boxer in California. The poll, which sampled 972 likely vote, voters in California, uh, found uh, Secretary, former Secretary of State uh, um, and Stanford grad, uh, Condoleezza Rice uh, garnishing 49% of the vote. Out in the land of the nuts Out in and the, the fruits? In, in Bar- uh, yes, in Barbara Boxer's uh, uh, state of California. Huh. That's, 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 that's good yeah. news. That's good. That is good. Uh, and, uh, that's I, real good. Uh, I, you're good, kid. Yeah, I as think long as I'm around, you'll yeah. always be second man. Rice led among both male and female vote, voters and did well among Latino voters, though the top choice for Latinos remains Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Villarigosa. Rice and Harris each polled 74% among their prospective political parties. Boxer, Boxer announced a retirement earlier this year which is the which is a good story of the year that's an excellent story you think Condoleezza Rice make a good senator she make good whatever she does she make it she <laughs> whatever she does whatever she does whatever she decides whatever she to do to she do. will achieve at it i think so too she you know what her you know what her absolute goal was yes NFL commissioner. She wanted to be the NFL commissioner that'd be awesome she is that's my good story of the week I think that's good. We'll see where that goes. It's almost unbelievable. That is a good story. It, it just brings brings joy, mm-hmm. joy to me. It does. I don't know if she'll hang on. It seems strange to me that there would be a senator come out of California. 
that was, uh, you know, from Barbara Boxer's land. Well, you know, although maybe the tide is turning. I don't I don't know what's going on out there. It's a strange land out there. It's kooky. It, it's, it's just crazy. Where do the Republicans reside? Up north? I don't know. Well, I know traditionally that, in the old days it was. I mean, yeah. the Sacramento and Obviously the it's not down south in, in Hollywood. and You probably San Diego know. And I haven't looked at the house... Uh, districts to see because you know I know that there's Republican House members. So, hey, here's a bad story, and I don't I, I want to ask you about it because I don't know if it's bad for us, if it's if it's bad for the people who did it earlier this week. In fact, I think it was either yesterday, it was yesterday I believe. Federal judge declared President Obama's amnesty program for. What are they called? Dreamers, hopers. We can't call them illegal aliens anymore. For immigrants, for illegal Im- people hopping the fence. I don't know what they're called. I don't think illegal alien is proper anymore. I don't think you Jerry, can say that uh, anymore. It hurts people's uh, feelings. It offends. It's not politically correct. It's not PC. You can't say that. I don't know what they're called. People who are coming into this country illegally. Uh, there's an amnesty program that President Obama flipped out from his pen right after the election, and a federal judge has says has said, "Hold on for a second, that's a no." Back the trolley, back the trolley. Which you and I had both said. Put the fence back up. At least me, in a in a sense, <laughs> I've been uh, not a uh, uh, huge basher of what exactly is trying to get accomplished to me it's it's not even it's not the the question is not what are you trying to do but how are you doing it? Are you and doing? that's the whole that's that's the the whole thing that every american should be concerned about yeah and the bad part of the story is not even the story of the federal judge or the amnesty program it's an article uh that uh was written by uh Ann Coulter. Oh. <laughs> and she slaps down hard pretty much on some of the GOP. And I don't know if it's if it's it, GOP double-crossing traitors. And she goes into the whole idea of this amnesty and how before the election Republican people Republican uh um contenders and and um all of the all of the the pundits and everything everybody was talking about this and republican candidates came out and said we're going to knock that thing off man you give us power and we're going to do it and they and and we did it and they didn't and Ann Coulter has come down hard upon them and it's reckoning day here's what she says <laughs> this is unbelievable. I don't poll after poll showed Americans ranking illegal immigration as the number one most important problem facing the nation. We haven't changed our minds. Last week an associated poll GFK or Associated Press GFK GFK poll showed that Obama's single most unpopular policy is his position on illegal immigration. In other words, Obamacare is more popular than amnesty. That's like losing a popularity contest to Ted Bundy. 
And so what she does is she comes down hard on spineless jellyfish GOP, which people, Mitch McConnell, whose my hands are tied, all these people who stood up and said, we're going to we're going to bust this up. Uh, and he's, and she says voters went ahead and held Obama uh, held Obama accountable uh, by by giving this this victory to the to the Republicans. Now McConnell is Senate Majority Leader, and he claims his hands are tied. What do you think? You think you think it's bad? Do you think we screwed up? Do you think that that we're, we haven't started off well? It's been what January, February, two months. How are we doing? Well, how are we doing? There, there, as the there's a lot of people like like me that you don't like. I want change. Yeah. I want change in the leadership. Uh, McConnell and Boehner, I would like gone. McConnell just uh, got there. At two months. I mean, well, he's been there forever. He, no, I don't not, care that, that he lead- just got there. He just became Senate Majority Leader. Yeah, That's well, he's been Minority Leader. No, it's yeah. it's he's he's establishment. He's, I know, uh, I agree, but he but he is starting uh, out now as the Majority and, Leader. No, I've never been impressed with him. Not or a Mitch McConnell fan. Not really. Really? No, I um, I don't think that he's just I'm impressive. Where's he from? Kentucky? I, yeah, yeah. Is he from Kentucky? I believe so. I believe he's so. from Kentucky. <laughs> he's from Kentucky. I, Boehner I, uh, is still in. Voted him back in. So not doing well, you don't think, so far? Well, it, what it what it signals to a lot of people is <laughs> it's just going to be the same old stuff. And there's well, some of us that want. We passed the Keystone. We put that on Obama, and that yes, I will say that that's good, and that's exact that that's the stuff I've wanted them to do. Exactly, yeah. do, do the stuff you say you're going to do, and is it a, let it land in his lap? Is it a is it a tad bit embarrassing that a federal judge had to do what the voters? Uh, although, if you listen to Obama, and we'll get that earlier, and he said that earlier in Indianapolis this past couple of weeks. Um, Blaming the result of the election on only thirty percent of the of the electorate voting. Yeah, well, so he and, and he's listening it. to those who didn't get to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, that's true. so uh, I think I think I don't think we've. St- I I don't see any difference. You know, not, well, I wanted us the, to the come whole in. thing is contentious. You you want you know you hope. With the, 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 the midterms that the president comes and you know, what does he do as the State of the Union? This is what I'm going to do with or without you. Right. That's that's a nice sign. Yeah. And as much as there the are some say. of us and some in both parties that compromise is a dirty word, yep. the, the framers of our whole establishment of government – basically set up you you need compromise Mm -hmm. uh you need third-party checks and what's scary is just that to me there wasn't more of a of an uproar amongst the populace about right how all it was about was the issue immigration well I, I guess if I believe in in a amnesty or some sort of legalization program, mm-hmm. I guess I should believe that this guy has the power to do that. Right. And that 
like I had said before, I the, the what do you, the, the issue of it isn't the point to me. It's well, he did it. He's stepping out of the right out of the uh, bounds, yeah. and and I think you know, that's we're like on a, said, yeah, are I we think... on a slope to a monarchy? You know? oh, the British monarchy. Yes, I know. You know, as enthralled as you are, I will that... tell you this. And I didn't give it to you because I knew you'd make a big giant deal about it. And it would be, and I just don't need that today. But today is Prince Andrew's birthday. Oh, jolly. Good for the <laughs> prince. Oh, delightful. Yes. Prince Andrew's birthday. Prince Andrew. Uh, the Duke of York. Yes, yes. What is it, 32 years old? 29? You know what? I have 30? no idea. No, okay. he's older than that. Is he? Prince Andrew is older right. than that. See the dude that married to... Uh, he was the what? one who married uh, Fer- yeah, Prince Fergie. That's Prince Andrew. Oh, and oh, and okay, I'm screwed up. I'm the other. Uh, You're thinking uh, of Prince William. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I, her I, grandson, the second in line. <coughs> no, uh, no, Prince Andrew, I, I, I Prince can't. Charles's brother. Yeah. Okay. Get your monarchy right, man. Right. Come on. You can't complain that our that our country is on on a, 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 a pathway to a monarchy and not know about the monarchy. You can't do that. Yes, I can. <laughs> All right. Well, you did it. I think. Uh, yeah. I. And here's what I'm going to chalk it up to. Two months in, I'm going to wait and see. I don't expect much from. But do you expect this to happen more? And. I'm wondering if, is this a ploy? Is this the thinking, obviously, in the rotted mind of the politician? You know what? We don't have to do anything on this. We can we can keep our hands off of it. We can complain a little bit to keep the base happy. But we don't have to do anything that's going to tick anybody off for maybe a general election coming up in 2016 because – some federal judge is going to knock this thing down anyway. Let's not act on it. Let's not do anything because this is going to get booted in the courts no matter what. Do you think that's a that's a plausible idea that, that might be floating around in the leadership of the Republican Party? Oh, I, I think that was floated for quite some time. Do you yeah. think that's legitimate? I mean, do you think that's – I mean, is is that a good idea? No, I think long term the Congress should do what they're supposed you, to do. And you make need laws a policy, and 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 part of the problem is many administrations have not been properly enforcing that policy over many years. Well, and, the big thing was, and and in reality, if you look at your governmental structure, there is that sense of policy in the United States versus law in the United States. And when policy is created, whether in bounds or out of bounds, with the stroke of a pen on an executive order, really, there are two options that, that the Congress has. They can create a law that nullifies that executive order, or they can defund uh, that group that that provides the monetary output for that individual policy, and that's what they were trying to do. But how do you defund Department of Homeland Security? Well, <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever choice which, the Republicans really are going to make, in and reality, going to do that, you're you're going to lose. Some secretaries aren't going to come to work. You can't not bring the Secret Service in. You, yeah, they have well. To 
I mean, what do you do with that? I thought that was an idiotic. I thought that was a, an odd poke that the that the Republican uh, establishment decided. Hey, that's what we'll do. We'll defund it. You're not going to defund that. Any of that stuff is never. Your crucial people are always working. Yeah. The whole point of it is why are you working if you're not a crucial person? <laughs> I don't know. It's like <laughs> I want everybody to be very important. <laughs> I think it's bad. It's going to end up bad for us. I picked that as a bad story. Here's my ugly story. This is straight out of India. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is something. This is a, a, a quick reaction this is somebody thinking right here. There's people over in India. They're thinkers. They they can adapt to adversity. <laughs> I got this from the Independent. Over in let me let me let me make sure where in some place in India because the let's see the, the the Times of India reported this. Okay, it's very short. I'm just going to read it. The to Times. You. The Times of India. Huh? You yeah. think there'd be a <clears throat> different name? I don't know. For a paper, it's just called, called the India Times? The Times of India. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I think that's different. Yes. But okay. Well. An Indian bride has reportedly swapped her groom for a wedding guest mid-ceremony after her fiancé had an epileptic seizure. Jugal Kishori, 25, reportedly fell to the ground during the traditional exchange of Vermala flower garlands in the northern town of Rampur. His illness was a shock to his wife-to-be 23-year-old Indira, who was apparently furious that she and her family had not been told of Mr. Kishori's epilepsy. Instead of calling the wedding off, thinking the way she did, she quickly chose wedding, uh, the uh, wedding guest Harpal Singh, her sister's brother-in-law, to replace him. Casually dressed in jeans and a leather jacket, he accepted the Times of India reported. After the swap, the wedding ceremony continued as planned until Mr. Kishori returned from the hospital. Shocked at returning to his own wedding to find his fiancée celebrating her marriage to someone else, he and his relatives reportedly pleaded with Indira to reverse her decision. When diplomacy failed, the family allegedly resorted to violence and entered into a brawl involving plates and cutlery. <laughs> Mr. Kishori's family later filed a complaint at the local Milok police station, but withdrew it after older relatives intervened. R.P. Solanki, an official at the station, told the Times of India that two wedding guests were briefly arrested. <laughs> That's quick thinking right there. That's my ugly story. of. <laughs> what do you think of that don't you think that's quick thinking? Hey, what's the matter with you? Yeah, I also is. It's like okay, you you like know picking, you picking possibly, out a dog. You probably know the culture there better. <laughs> Did it say what style wedding this is? Is it a certain Is it a is it a Hindu? Well, I'm sure it'd it be a, Hindu. Well, not, well, not everybody. I would Hindu, assume it would be Hindu. I'm, I'm assuming that it was still was the it whole, an arranged? I would assume an arranged it marriage. Seems, perhaps it seems as if because of the report that you did not tell us. You yeah that see, the that's family right. oh, had not yeah, reported. We didn't. There's probably a checklist of uh, it's got of problems when you arrange a marriage. Hey, I'll, exactly. I'll marry off my daughter. Is there here. any epilepsy? But in the, family? the dude probably doesn't have to. Proclaim as many problems. It's he, he probably has lesser 
Uh, I thought it was pretty gutsy of the of the female to say, "No way, you get up I here. Like I'll that. choose you." I wonder. I, here's that, what that, I wonder. That's you know what? Yeah. If if you want to compare it to <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof, okay. Well, sure. Let's that, compare it to yeah, Fiddler on. That, that was my first thought. Yeah. Well, sure, you would want to. My first uh, thought was it, it was Zidal. Zidal was just about to say yes. To yes. Laser Wolf, yes, and Laser had a, you know, a mm-hmm. big conniption there, yes. and she's like, the love of her life that she's grown up around, uh-huh. although albeit in Fiddler, not a brother-in-law, yes, uh, model Camsoil. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, model, get over here. We're hucking it now. Come on, let's not waste this opportunity. <laughs> Doesn't say what the dad's doing in all right. this. He's like, wait a oh, second. Well, no, 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 no. Wedding must not go on. No, 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 no. This is not good. No. You know the funny and strange yeah. thing about that is when I uh, when I brought this that is ugly. When I brought this story up and read it, my first thought was, my God, this is just like Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> well, see, yeah, that was the exactly. first thing. That went through my head, and I thought, you know what? I got a strange feeling that George is going to compare this to Fiddler on the Roof. Dear God. This man. <laughs> he has seizures, no? He has seizures. Well, what I'm wondering, though, yeah. is that wasn't reported on, which I think would be a par- much better story, was what was the process? Guy goes down, epilepsy, got to get him to the hospital. You're sitting there, you're waiting. Do you wait? Does somebody pop up automatically, pull three guys from the thing and do it like a bachelor thing? You know, and, and what was that called? The the bachelor game or whatever? The, you know, bachelor yeah. number one. I wonder if this, or was it just, yeah, you know he what? he likes <laughs> long walks. Long walks on the beach. beach. And curry. Now, I, you know what? <laughs> Me and my myself. Cynical. I I will say this was planned. I, think I would say so this too. was planned, and they they popped a Mickey and something. This guy was doing to they they knew. So you're you're they, thinking they, that this they, was a nefarious scheme going on? A a schemer. This was a schemer. scheming type of thing. Interesting. It. We don't know if could that's be. we don't I, know if that's know, the case. We're just we're just coming up with if, possibilities. If not, yeah. These two. The brother-in-law, yeah, they were smitten, I and think it was so on too. like any opportunity. This is gonna. I end. think he had the opportunity popped right up there and said, "I'll, I'll take the fall for the guy who yeah. just fell." Yeah, by golly, I'll, I'll step into that shoe. <laughs> step in, do that. Hey, one more, uh, one, one more thing. We got, we got to take a break here. Uh, when we come back. I got a, a, a quick little story, and then I'd ask you this before, but uh, out of out of the Weekly Standard, uh, Fred Barnes wrote an article. It's a really good article, uh, and it's called "The Big Lie of Obama's Presidency." And I, I want you to come up with what you think the big lie of not, not all of the lies that he's told, but the big lie. Just one. Yeah, this is the big, and this is what Fred Barnes says. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. Uh, We're also going to have the Ask George question and my crapper story of of the week. I picked out a crapper story because it's not only crapper, 
but it's creepy. And so uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Derek and George Live Show on Blog Talk Radio. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacomb. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes, but with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, BSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, look no further than Seacom's extensive privately-owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport. Seacom has the answers. Visit us at seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled. that has made all the difference. The Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christ-like. Salo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The Road of Enlightenment. The Road of Discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey. A journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Derek and George Live on the Road Less Traveled Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Derek and George Live show right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go before we get into the seriousness of the the big lie of uh, of Obama's presidency. We'll see if you agree with with Fred Barnes. Uh 
Uh, I, I, I want to go with my, my crappy story. It's crappy. It's creepy. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not right. It's it's embarrassing to our country. I don't know if you saw that Ashton Carter was sworn in as the sec- new Secretary of Defense, <clears throat> and his family was there. And old Uncle, Uncle Crazy Uncle Joe, uh, the Vice President of the United States, once again got a little handsy. Uh oh, with the daughter. You know, I I did you know, not the, see her with, with the who? mom. Oh. This comes uh, from the Free Beacon <laughs> quality. David Rutz, Vice President Joe Biden can't keep his hands to himself when women are around. The latest woman to fall into Biden's snare was Stephanie Carter, wife of new Defense Secretary Ashton Carter. I saw the video. It's pretty creepy. Um, it, it, here's what happened. Biden laid hands on her shoulders and whispered in her ear as Carter spoke about his new job Tuesday, and the moment went viral. Biden also made bad headlines uh, for himself in January when, during a day of trying to charm incoming members of the U.S. Senate and their families, he bestowed a rather unwanted kiss on the head of Senator Christopher Kuhn's daughter. Um, The Washington Examiner's Byron York pointed out other examples of Biden getting too close and personal with various women during his time as President Obama's number two. For the entirety of his administration, his numerous odd moments have been chalked up to Biden being Biden. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the video. Yeah. It's creepy. Just, you know, it's one of those things. It it really is like a crazy Uncle Joe that comes over for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And just like, okay. Yeah. There's a he has no filter. There's no inappropriate. Hey, you know what? You're the vice president of the United States. Probably shouldn't do that. You should probably know that there's a camera on you all the time, and stop doing that. It's just, <laughs> just stop. Stop doing that. He's touching me. Stop vice, doing that. Vice President Biden, don't be that guy. <laughs> stop being that guy, Joe. He's just crazy. It's crazy, creepy, crappy. That's my crappy story. One one more story that I have that I want to know what you think about it because I don't know that I think it's a good idea. It passed in the Colorado Senate. It's going to get absolutely squashed in the Colorado House because the Colorado House is still uh, controlled by Democrats. So this thing is not going to pass. But it but it did pass the Senate. The Colorado State Senate, KRDO.com, and the Associated Press report, the Colorado Senate has approved a bill that would allow adults 21 and over to carry a concealed unloaded gun without a permit. What do you think? The bill would allow the state's residents carry concealed firearms without requiring them to attain a permit. The permit would would still be issued for gun owners who want to leave the state. Uh, concealed carry, no concealed permit. Concealed carry uh, permit, it's, I'm it's, all for. It's it's not that hard uh, to obtain. I. Uh, but what about a bill that says no permits needed? You don't uh, need a permit to carry a concealed weapon. Not a fan of that. It seems. I mean, you <clears throat> right now you can. You can carry unconcealed. So what's uh, stopping us from walking around like the Wild West? 
And that's nothing. what scared me about it was the uh, whole idea of you don't even have to read. I'm I am not I'm uh, not a, opposed to registering your firearms. I'm not opposed to having a background check. I'm not opposed to saying, okay, I have a gun. Uh, here it is. This is the serial number. If I want to <clears throat> if I want to conceal carry it, I get a permit. And and I I carry it. I don't have any problem with that. But it's yeah, it was a little I, scary for me. For a Republican Senate in the state of Colorado to say, you know what, you don't even need a permit. I thought that was a handy grab uh, to trying to please people that I don't think need to be pleased. Yeah, and it, it, it's an it's an overstep mark going from the losing Magpole and in Industries we did uh, on yep. the magazine, right? Uh, limiting the. So no, I I would dis I would not vote for. That I would vote. not vote for that either. I thought that was a crappy thing that that our our Colorado Senate did. I didn't like that at all. Um, and again, here we go. We're doing a bunch of stuff that makes us look like idiots, or makes us look like we're grabbing for voters that I don't think you you have to get a license to drive a car. Why should you not have to take effort? to have the privilege yeah. to carry a handgun. You gotta get a permit to sell hot dogs on this on the street. Right. You you have to go through major licensing in our state for many occupations that do not put people yeah. uh, at risk at all. What's what's the big deal about getting a Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, that's the great state of Colorado. We just can't seem to we e- either end. We're shooting garbage. Unless out. we're going to need it for, uh, you know, when you walk into your weed shop and you Absolutely. feel you're, that's true. You're not getting your full amount. I hadn't, I hadn't uh, thought of that. Maybe to have a little leverage. Maybe. There. I don't know. Uh, you know, you whip out your pistola and say, "Hey, come on, that is shorting me on my." That's the sad thing in Colorado. We can't even see. We can't get it right on either end. Democrat, Republican, put either one in charge, and we're still whacked out, screwed up. I, I, here I come, Canada. Or Texas, maybe. Anyway, we, Texas. Get, we get to a, a the great state of Texas. Great state of Texas. The Weekly Standard. The Weekly Standard. Article written by Fred Barnes, uh, executive uh, editor of the Weekly Standard. He writes, the big lie of Obama's presidency. I've highlighted a few things. But before we do that, I want to ask you, what do you think the big lie well, of Obama's if, presidency? Well, if I were to have to guess, because there's, so, there, there's a lot of, yeah. of, of specific things, you know, if you thought you'd you know, keep mm-hmm. your doctor, blah, 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 all these things that are right. just patently untrue, and he knew them at the time. Uh, so, but if he's saying one big lie, I I would say I will that tell it, you this. I'll give you a hint. It's, it, it's about it's the way that he presented himself before the election. I, I will say that and what really happened. During, yes, during that the he presented himself. He's a cool cat. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you know, the past hope and change. This administration is going. Well, he he said he'd be the most uh, transparent. Transparent. President, yeah. President, and of all things, he this presidency is probably the least uh, is the most tolerant t- yeah. of 
getting asked questions, uh, probably the least transparent. Yes. And so if there's a big uh, I would agree. lie of of how they go about business, I, I would say it would be that. He's just, hey, I'm Barack Obama. Hey, you can come to the Y and check out. You know, I'll be, I'll be straight up with you. You know, I'm a great guy. Yeah. And holy cow, this this administration doesn't open up on anything. I so know. I, I would I would say it. And I think probably. that falls into it. Uh, the big lie of Obama's presidency, and and what Fred Barnes talks about is, he's a raging partisan. Oh, that and, he, yeah. he is the most partisan guy I've ever. And and I'm reading here, and this is what Fred Barnes says. He says the bigger, of course, he goes on to talk about those smaller lies that we talk about. You can keep your own. You know, I'm against homosexuality. I'm in favor of homosexuality, marriage, or you know that type of gay marriage. He says the bigger lie wasn't a fleeting comment. It was the crux of Obama's presidential campaign. He didn't say he was more liberal and more experienced than his opponents, but he did say he knew how to cleanse Washington of political and ideological polarization, raging partisanship, the frequency of personal attacks, and general dysfunction. This made him unique and very, very appealing. He goes on to say that in 2009, he said, We have come to proclaim an end to the petty grievances and false promises. Uh, This was his inaugural address. The petty recriminations and worn-out dogmas that for far too long have strangled our politics. The time has come to set aside childish things. He says, uh, Fred Barnes goes on to say, he passed up two opportunities to join the country in moving to the political center. The first after the Republican landslide in 2012 midterms, and the second after the GOP captured both houses of Congress in November's midterm vote. Uh, At the end, he says, Obama has put himself in a higher class, morally speaking. He did this with his 2004 speech at the Democratic Convention, where he said, Quote, there is not a liberal America and a conservative America. There is the United States of America. He then went on to say, there's not a black America and a white America and a Latino America and an Asia America. There's the United States of America. Great speech, Fred Barnes says. Too bad Obama acts as if he never spoke those inspiring words. Yeah. So that's what Fred Barnes talks about is that whole idea of of an individual coming in. and, And he says it in there. In his article in the Weekly Standard, he says, maybe we just chalk it up to the lying politician who says what he thinks he needs to say to get elected, much as in 2008, I'm against gay marriage. In 2012, I'm for gay marriage. I don't know what happened in those four years. Maybe it's that. But it is a huge lie uh, that he started his presidency off on is this whole idea of I'm... I'm the great uniter. I can come in. There's change. There's hope. We are done with yeah. the pettiness of Washington. And, and then to come in and create what some could argue to be the most divisive partisan government that has existed in in, in, in many de- administrations. Definitely in my lifetime. Yeah. I look at I look at uh, uh, well, you know, uh, Clinton and and Gingrich. Uh, Reagan, Tip Mm -hmm. O'Neill, I mean, uh, polar opposites in many things. And and Clinton moved. Mm -hmm. uh, Everybody has – they've taken half the loaf and gotten something. And this guy, when he gets 
and that's what he said when he lost the election. He did say he's listened to to the those that didn't get a, a voice. Didn't get a voice. Well, wait, you're supposed to listen to the ones that did voice. <laughs> that's right. What? That's exactly you're, right. And and and, and, he, and he is. He, he, I will. Yeah. Uh, I will do it without you. What he he. Yeah, it's yeah. Fred Barnes goes on to he went on to say as he left the inaugural ceremony of 2009 when when Obama was coming in, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich told his wife Callista, "quote If he'll govern the way that he just spoke, he'll be an Eisenhower. He'll split the Republican Party and he'll dominate the country." Right. And then he goes on to say, "But Obama hasn't governed like uh, like that at all. He hasn't been a unifying national leader that, at all. That's what I, you know, if if there was any hope right. from me, uh, I was dubious because I was like, you know, the, the, the guys this guy hangs out with mm-hmm. and his voting record is the most liberal, so I'm not going to like his policies. Right. But if if he can... Govern mm-hmm. with a classmanship of his speaking and his, his speeches of what he was saying of what he was what he was saying right then we have a shot well yeah we have a we have a shot at you know maybe, being a country yeah and uh, maybe getting something done I think that's because and the reason I bring that up and I think the reason that people are starting to write is because we're getting into those final years, those last two years, less than two years um, of the Obama presidency. And that's when they begin, especially for a two-term president, when they begin to to look at and to to talk legacy. And I think that's one of the, of course, you know, the legacy of George Bush is the big lie of, of the Iraq War. Every president has one. So I don't think it's unfair to to assign or to investigate the big lies of the Obama presidency. It's not like I'm picking him out and saying, okay, he's a liar and nobody else was. I, I grant that. But it is fair to look and say, in this administration, where what was the big lie? I, I agree with that. I agree with the transparency. I agree with uh, Fred Barnes that, that – and so I think we should always – if we haven't learned our lesson, we should always be leery and wary – of individuals who come in and say, "I am a great uniter. I can unite it." In this in this political atmosphere, that's not going to happen. Um, and so, move on and tell us what you can do. Don't tell us what you think you want us to hear. I'm for gay marriage. I'm against gay marriage. I'm going to be transparent. This is going to work. And the and the American electorate has to be smart enough to know. Okay, great great idea. Not going to work. What else you got? And until that happens, we're stuck in a cycle that's yeah. going to continuously and, send us down the crapper. And crapper's. one thing I, I will say this president has been consistent on, and a lot of people don't get it, mm-hmm. is his view that America has caused much of the world's problems right. through uh, strong, aggressive foreign policy, right. Uh, i.e. colonialism, whatever, mm-hmm. through our history. And the fact that he he does not like America as it is, and he wanted hope and change. Mm-hmm. And he he is getting change. He's always wanted it. Yep. And he has stuck with that. And what what I don't understand is people saying, why can't this president see that this is, 
not good for America? And my answer then is, well, it's not good in in mm-hmm. our viewpoint, right? But in his, it is something that right. can can really be in in you and I's mind mm-hmm. something. Gosh, this is not good for our country. For him, yeah, it is. Front cover, and we've got to get to the Ask George question. Front cover, the New York Times. I believe this is the New York Times. Uh, it, it might have been the Post. I can't remember. President Obama with a blindfold on, uh, with the, with the 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 title below this. Why can't he see the effect of ISIS? Uh, and, and it's just another example. We're going to move on real quick. Check that out, though. Uh, Fred Barnes uh, on, on the Weekly Standard. Great article. We're going to move on uh, to, to James. I've got a question for you. James got a question. I've got a question for you. We've only got a few minutes here. I read the beginning of it. Uh, James W. from Branson wants you to come and be a, a guest at the, is it, uh, I forget now, Taney Taney. Taney County Fair. Uh, but his question is to, is this. My question has to do with 2016 presidential race. I'm a Republican who is dissatisfied with my party. Hmm. Join, the, join the, the, the line there, James. Uh, what reason can you give other Republicans like me to stay engaged in my party and not seek out some independent candidate who has no chance of winning in the general election? In other words, how do we build a sense of unity back into the Republican Party? That's his question. You've got about five minutes to answer wow. that question. I, that's a, it's a great question, I thought. How do we build a sense of unity? Back into the Republican Party, because we're just we're all over the you, place. You and I have, have talked about that with mm-hmm. Tea Party and stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess, first of all, I, I would say you've, you've nailed it, James, in the fact, how do I not break away? Well, you, you pegged it in your next right. thought was that... Uh, back a candidate has no chance of winning. That's exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing. Right. Like it or not, we are a two-party system. Uh, and if you want to make your ideological vote for your libertarian, uh, for your Green Party, for whatever party, uh, that is your that's your right. Mm-hmm. But just do it knowing that uh, very likely, the person that is even farther from your views will get elected. Right, which we've done many times. Yeah, that's a great. Point. I don't like Bush because you know I don't like because because and I've done that. I've been there. Yeah, and I speak from experience. I've been the guy that have has voted that way ideologically because re- my Republican you candidate Ross it, didn't you? You Ross Perot. I heard a giant sucking sound. <laughs> That was headed to Mexico, and I, yes, I got very ticked off at George Bush yeah. for compromising uh, yeah. the tax raise in this right. uh, George, uh, the first uh-huh. George Bush. Yes, and you know Ross Perot, a third party kind of get got like twenty one two three. He he got your vote. He got my wife's and vote. And ultimately, then this through Bill Clinton, Clinton, Bill Clinton yep. in farther from right. my view than than George Bush. So we need to be realistic. Now, how do we... Yeah. Is that a case of cutting off your nose to spite your well, face? Well, it is. Ideology in yeah. some... You, you, we can't be whole loafers. And we've talked about yep. this. We can't be one-party people or one-issue people. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and we work. need to embrace mm-hmm. that there are those that we can disagree with and still vote for that 
if, if we're going to say, okay, wow, I agree with six out of ten things, right. but these uh, this right. and the the guy, uh, guy he's running against, you agree with two, right? Well, you split off of what, the party. What and you we didn't need get those to do, six. and we've talked yeah. about that, is embrace. The diversity yeah. that we have within – it's yeah. always been that way. I mean, yeah. in Lincoln's time, he had that, mm-hmm. and he battled the very same issue in trying to get right. the amendment passed. I understand that we want equal rights right. for yeah. – but – I can only get so much, and this is what I can it, get. It, if we're trying to get clear over to sea and we have to wade through this right. swamp, yes. and if – so – we need we are too ideological in our party and we need to embrace which we have not done mm-hmm. we've we've fought and say well that's not the way to do it yeah we fought each other instead yeah. of agreeing that yeah guys i agree with that and i mm-hmm. see why you're sticking with that i don't think it's the the way to yeah. go but instead of fighting with that embrace yeah. your differences mm-hmm. And I think that's a great answer, James. Thanks for the question. And I would just remind you and, re- and encourage uh, all everyone in the party that we have to be in a mindset that the re- uh, that that elections, that leading, that governance is not a zero sum game. It is a net gain game. Uh, I, if I if I give up six points, like you said, six of my policies or ideology points uh, because one doesn't match and end up. In in fact, helping to get another person elected that only has two, my net gain is minus four. That's not good. We're looking for net gain, not zero sum. And, so yeah, and I actually think you're a stronger party when you when you do stand on your principles, but you have diversity within. Yeah. Yeah, diversity within with, the party. within a, a mainframe of your party is is yeah. strong. That's why we always talk about the platform having planks. It's not one solid sheet of a platform. It has different planks right. to it. And uh, when those tie together, it's a stronger one. James, thanks so much. I'm not sure if that's what you wanted from George. That's his story. Like that's that. my story. Derek and George live show. You can catch us every Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, I know it's freezing uh, up in up in the Great Lakes area. I saw where uh, the sheet of ice increased 5% on, on one of the lakes in one day. It's like negative 25. But wherever you are, whether it's sunny, whether it's cloudy, snow and raining, uh, whatever it is, you always have to remember that uh, here on Derek and George live, sun's out. Guns out. God bless.